Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Andrew Robertson, as always, and we got a familiar friend on today. We've got Pat Scary, head coach at Towson Men's Basketball. You know, he's, he's a recruiter, Drew and I, back in the day. Um, and now we, we got him on here. We, we, we had him on, you know, for an interview last year, and now we're, we got him on the auto bid. You know, so definitely a pleasure to have you on, uh, as always, Coach Scary. It's great to be here. I, like, I, could, I couldn't get you before. Right? You can't beat them, join them. So now I'm joining you guys, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we... we, we, we me and Drew could have made our trip our way over, our way over to Towson, man. That's a story for another day. A story for another day, man. We, uh, well, like I said, we're glad to have you on, man. Obviously, you know, you guys had a rough season last year with, with all the COVID pauses and just, you know, trying to acclimate, you know, to some new guys or, or the return of Zane Martin, obviously with, you know, some, some returners. And, you know, obviously, um, just, just to, to quick recap last year, you know, um, dealing with COVID, you know, um, integrating Zane Martin back into the fold. I mean, you know, just, just – uh, what are your thoughts on your last season and the, and the way it went, kind of just dealing with the adversity that you guys went through, um, being able to kind of pick up some good wins down the stretch? I know you guys had a huge win on Northeast during that Drew and I were there for. Uh, I mean, just what are your overall thoughts on the way the last season went? Um, and then obviously your, your thoughts, you know, on the summer session, you know, that you guys just, just started up with. Yeah, I don't appreciate you asking that. Um, you know, first, I, I really appreciate the, the players and staff, uh, you know, hanging in there last year it's not what anyone signed up for or what we expected and or what we game planned for you know I've told some close friends of mine that in a lot of ways it was it was probably harder than my first year here um which says a lot because that might have been that you know that was not a that was not a good team uh, but I do appreciate guys hang, hanging in there with all the pauses and injuries and stoppages um you know, I learned that, as simple as it sounds, if you you can't form habits without having a consistent routine, um, you know, simple as that sounds, uh, that was kind of the, the, the facts of the the deal. That that's just kind of the way it went. Um, and then just extremely um, appreciative and thankful to have a normal spring. And we had six and a half weeks in in the spring. And we just finished up last Wednesday. We had the guys here for 10 weeks. Um, so just really excited to kind of get back to conducting business the way we've normally tried to. 
Now, um, obviously, you know, as as uh, you guys just mentioned, obviously, COVID last year was was tough, and you know, I think for a minute there, everybody in America kind of took a sigh of, of relief and took a deep breath because you know everybody was getting back outside, things were opening back up, a lot of places lifted the mask mandates, and now we're getting hit with this you know Delta variant thing, and people are kind of you know back in that you know what's going to happen going down the line. Um, for you, like, what's it been like this time around? Obviously, um, getting back guys, you know, in school for summer sessions like you didn't have last year. Um, and have you heard anything as far as what the school is planning on doing um, up this upcoming year as far as COVID and, you know, how you guys are going to be able to interact? Yeah, another really good question. So, you know, we just had an all-department uh, staff meeting today. And, um, you, you know, our, as you guys know, most of the schools, Maryland, D.C., have required um, – vaccinations unless you had a medical religious exemption. So they announced that on Monday that over 90% of our campus students, faculty, staff have, have been vaccinated. Um, and then it's like mid nineties with, 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 with all the exemptions. So, you know, um, obviously not a scientist and, and, but, but obviously guardedly optimistic that, you know, we will be able to hang in there. And I, I think the state of Maryland's done a, a pretty, pretty, good job with, with everything. Um, you know, hopefully other people get this, get this vaccination so we can continue to get back to, uh, normalcy. I, I don't know if it's possible to go to revisit what we went, what we went through last year. And I know I don't want to. So, um, this is, this has been good. Um, it was 90% of the entire student body at Towson or this is just within the athletic department. Uh, student body, faculty staff so there was a um a man we through the university system all the anyone that was here i guess at all the state schools i know a lot i think like the georgetown americans loyola did it too you had you had to be vaccinated or provide a, a medical slash religious exemption by august 9th so um in order to come back to school and in work so um a lot a lot of that's already been been done like we had a uh, it was it was a little bit we had a couple of days of workouts where a couple of guys are out you know if they didn't feel good after getting their shot but 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 they but they did it and you know I'm probably like you guys I, I trust I trust the science that I'm hearing out there so uh you know we, we, we've been told we're going to be back to you know in all in-person classes and people at games and all that good stuff so you know we we we, we, we need to. I know, you know, you guys were, were kind enough to come out last year. That was like going to a scrimmage with loud music. You know, it just was <laughs> surreal, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I'm definitely excited to get back to see Kareem this year with the fans and, you know, experience that. Because last year, obviously, with no, no fans, it was a completely different experience, man. But after this year, you know, the fans are going to be able to see a lot of new faces because you guys hit the portal hard uh, this spring. Obviously, you guys – made a, a lot of impact additions, you know, to just, you know adding uh, Antonio Risotto uh, from Albany, Chase Parr from GW, Terry Nolan from Bradley, and also from UT Martin, Cam Holden. I mean, also, you know, um, added a few freshmen into that mix. I mean, talk a little bit about the addition that you guys were able to make um, via the pro um, this spring and what you guys are looking for, you know, uh, heading into this season. Yeah, I think, right, roster management is kind of like the hot topic now, right, um, with the portal and all that. You know, we have half the guys are coming back and, 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 and half are new. Um, in my 30 years of coaching, I can honestly say this group has the best intent of any group I've been around. Um, it's been a seamless transition uh, all summer. So I give our staff a lot of credit. We had taken some high school guys virtually early uh, from 
good programs, good students, um, high character guys. Now they're freshmen, so there's obviously a learning curve, and, and you know, obviously, you know, we'll we'll talk about those guys. And then we we did attack the transfer portal uh, very hard in the spring. Proud of our staff with that. Um, you know, especially uh, Pat, Pat O'Connell was the lead guy on three of those, but all four of those guys are going to play a lot. Um, they've they've already earned that over the summer. Um, so, you know, what I most like about those guys is they, um, and you guys were successful college players, they have a lot of game experience. So they've really picked up stuff quick with how lifts, how, you know, extra shooting, workouts, understanding concepts. Like that's been, that's been super, super encouraging. And they're good. I'm not going to lie. They're good. That always helps when you have when you have good players, man. I think it makes makes the job a lot easier for everybody. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to ask you, I mean, this is a guy that you know we we, we had actually on on here last year, and that's uh, Curtis Holland. You know, obviously he was a uh, transfer from High Point. You know, had had the injury last year. Um, what has his development been like this summer? Obviously, you know, I, we I remember we heard the news. I think a year ago later, he actually had the waiver to play last year if if he if he wanted to or if he was able to. Um, but talk about you know what. You know, his progression has been like going into this season and, um, you know, what do you think he'll bring to your team? Yeah, um, it, it, that'll be interesting. He's, uh, you know, a little bit of a, um X factor wild card for us. He's really talented um, and he's good enough to uh, play for us. And he, he's a really good guy. Um, we had, had to have some surgery on his toe. He had, had a lingering injury. It took a while to get him back. Uh, and then we started working him out. And then we thought we'd get him close to games and he got hit with COVID and got shut down right at the end. So that kind of wiped out the last three, four weeks. Um, I thought he had a pretty good summer for us. Um, you know, uh, we, you know, he needs to be healthy, um, but he's got talent. He's, uh, he's 220 pounds. He's bouncy. He can shoot and he's got a really high IQ. So I think the big thing is so that, you know, you know, so to have the trust of his teammates and, and the staff is, can he be an, an every, everyday guy coming off the injury? Um, but uh, like if you came in on a certain day in the summer, there was a couple of days late where you're like, wow, who's that guy? So that's, that's obviously what we're hoping for. Now you mentioned all the new guys. You also have a core returning players and Jason Gibson, uh, Charles Thompson, we're able to get Noah Timberlake, obviously back, Nick Timberlake, excuse me, back for for another year. I mean, we're also going to get Juwan Gray back. Uh, for, you know, obviously last year um, he was he was hurt you know, midseason. I mean, just talk a little bit about, about the returning guy that you guys have back uh, and, you know, what you're looking for for those guys coming into this to this season. Yep, help us get back to winning like they did a lot for us the year before. You know, it's interesting. So a lot of people, like you said, Juwan had tours Achilles that hurt us. Um, he's ahead of schedule that as of today, we believe August, I mean, October 1st, he will be back in full practice. So got my fingers crossed. There's not a better guy than him. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Timberlake played hurt. We had to do surgery on him after the season. Um, we would have liked to have shut him down a little bit earlier, but he's, he's such a prideful guy. He wanted to, he wanted to play it out. Um, he got back for the last two weeks of practice, so that was that was good. So he is just about there. And then Gibson had to have surgery too. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, it was not good uh, right after the season. So he's had 
We have not done contact with him yet. He's had five weeks of workouts on the court. Um, we fully anticipate by the second week of September that he's back for um, contact. So, you know, those guys – and then Charles Thompson has had an unbelievable offseason. He'll be as good as anybody in our program. Um, it's, uh, he has put on muscle. Not that he needed a lot of that, but he's moving well. And his offensive game has really, really improved because of how hard he, he has worked. And he's become a really good leader. So he, he's going to play a ton. Um, but all of a sudden, you just mentioned eight, nine guys. That's a lot of veteran. Yeah. Those are a lot of veteran guys with experience. So, you know, if they could all get healthy, then, yeah, we're not really a young team at all. Yeah. Right, right. Now, um... Another thing I, I I love about you know about you coaching that you know this program that you guys definitely you know recruit the area and you know you guys were able to get Demetrius Mims, a Baltimore guy, to come back home and you know this year you guys get Terry Nolan, a Baltimore guy, to to come back home. Um, you know, talk about just you know Terry first of all his game, kind of what attracted you, uh, kind of wanting to come into the program, and then also um, I guess you know what draws you to to this area to continue to kind of you know want to get these guys to to come back home and play for Towson. Well, you know, one, obviously, you guys know this is the best basketball playing area in, in the country. Um, like to keep everyone home, but there's so many good players. Part of the problem with that is everybody knows there's <laughs> good players. So there's no, there's no secrets. Every, everybody comes in here. I think we have, we have 14 guys on scholarship. I believe we, this is the most guys we've ever had. We have eight or nine from the, uh, the area. So obviously we're really – Really excited about that. Terry Nolan's all like you guys. We tried to recruit him twice. I'm jacked up to have him. He's really, really good. Um, he's all of six four. Uh, they really did a good job with his body at Bradley. He's a lot stronger than he was when he was back in this area. And he's gifted. He plays both ends of the court. He can shoot it. He can get his own shot. He can play make. And he's committed defensively. Um, he, he's got a chance to have a really, really big year, and, and we're counting on a big year from him. And he's just a, he's a super student and, and kid. He's a lot like, um, and you guys know Charles. He reminds me of Charles. His energy and enthusiasm is off the charts every day, and his transition to be leader to a leader has been seamless. Especially for him and Antonio Rizzuto, they work out together. Um, they've just become like pen pals and it's been it's been really good now I mean talk a little bit about just you know having a summer I mean obviously last summer you know nobody was able to have a summer um because of COVID-19 this year just you know being able to have the guys back on campus and getting on the court I mean talk about just how valuable that was um this summer especially with all the new guys that you guys are going to have you know being able to have them on campus and you know being able to start to build some chemistry you know um, going into this year yeah huge we you know we got back to um you know, obviously, yeah, we, we pulled the plug on it last summer. I just thought it was the right thing to do. It probably didn't help us. But at the time, just not knowing about what we were dealing with, I thought it was the right thing to do. But we've gotten back to, one, we look like our teams normally look like physically. Um, uh, Amid Vora is our, our – our, we uh, elevated him to our strength coach, and he has knocked it out the park. Um, so we look like our Towson teams normally look like, and we're moving like that, which I think was, is important, the way they eat, the way they train. And then we've gotten back to all summer where we're doing programming weekly. You know, Parfait Bate and Antoine Smith on our staff do a lot of good job with that. And we've gotten back to team activities, whether we went to Hershey Park or 
over my house for a cookout or to the swim club or ice cream night, movie night. We've gotten back to doing all that stuff. And, and that's where, like, I, I, these, I really, really like our guys. Um, the, just the quality of uh, person that they are. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about that. I need that to translate into a lot of wins. Um, but they're, they're, they're in, like I said, their intent is, has been off the charts. We're just coming off of, you know, a nightmare season in so many ways. It, it's been overly encouraging. And for that, I give a lot of credit to that, really, for those transfer guys, not just Terry, but Antonio, uh, Chase, and, and Cam Holden, who's another high-energy, talented leader type guys. Those guys have really come in um, and – you know, focus on winning and connecting with everyone. My coach, I mean, speaking of, of the summer, man, I want to ask you about something that you had the opportunity to, to do this summer. And that was, you know, help out uh, with, with Team USA, uh, the U19 team that eventually went on to, to win a, a gold medal with, you know, Chet Holmgren. Um, talk about that experience, man. What was it like, you know, uh, being down there with those guys? Um, and then what, what were you able to kind of take from that experience, um, you know, back to, to, to Towson? Yeah, I really appreciate to do it. I, you know, I was only in there for like four days helping them pick the team. Then they figured they better get me out of here so I don't screw the whole thing up. So that was good. That was a good decision. You know, Coach Dixon, my old boss, was the head coach. So him and Sean Ford, who runs USA Basketball, got me in there. And obviously, Coach Dixon's a machine. He was running doubles and then having TCU practice in between. I don't know how he, how he does it. But uh, – you know, USA, I learned a lot. Uh, first off, like you get in there and right away with the scrimmages, you're like, holy smokes, these guys are really good. Like that ball moves, it's more concepts, you know, uh, and let guys make plays. Uh, I was really fortunate that there's some good coaches in there. Matt Painter was in, and that guy is sharp. The assistants, James Jones from Yale. Jared Hass, really good. Um, and then the core coaches were Mike Boynton, he's a rising star, and, and Grant McCaslin at North Texas. So well, I was able to steal a couple of transition concepts that we've put in that, that have been good for us. Um, a lot of really good plays. I, I will tell you this, the kid Chet Holmgren is, oof, he's a cheat code. I mean, he's like, he ain't KD yet, but like if you get like a little bit of a, a cross between like a KD and a Porzingis, like – just someone that tall and thin, but with, with skills, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, a lot of really good players, but that was like the one guy that it didn't take long. You know, you've been in the gym, like when you like see like that guy, you're like, yo, (laughs) that's like, that guy's legit. Right. I mean, like I remember seeing LeBron, I'm not saying LeBron, but I remember seeing LeBron or like Lamar Odom on the AU circuit, those like the two guys that jumped up to me, like when I was a younger coach, like watchman AU and you're like, Holy smokes. Like, look at that guy's doing stuff that it just shouldn't be doing, you know? <laughs> For sure. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we, 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 me and Drew, I, I also, we had James Jones on the podcast this year, man. Him and his brother are awesome. Great people, great personalities, man. I mean, those guys, um, James Jones, he has, he, um, told us a few stories about, you know, obviously, with his experience with USA basketball. I mean, was there anything that kind of turned out to you, turned out to you or, or anything funny that you remember or anything that you, that you could say, like, yo, like, wow, like, this is really, you know, I mean, I don't know. Just, um, anything memorable from that experience that, that, that you could think back on and, and that got kind of stuck in your head? Um, 
I mean, there were some individual plays that, that the players make. I, I also think there's um, they have done such a good job, like the uh, the culture with USA Basketball. Just like I said, I was just a court coach, a couple of us, but it, it's just it's really exciting just to be around, you know. USA basketball and throw on that gear and then watch these guys work out. I mean, I, 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 I like the first day I coached Chet Holmgren all day and I did, I, I did ask him when we were, we were done walking to the bus. He's a really good guy. Really good guy. I said to him, uh, do I get the, the second day uh, contract extension? And he said, uh, coach, it's, that's up to management. I said, oh, no, no, you haven't learned that yet. <laughs> you are, man. <laughs> you are, man. You are, man. <laughs> a lot of really good players, though. Like, uh, you know, I, I think talking to a couple of NBA guys, they came in. Um, I think there's like – they thought like five of maybe the top t- ten picks were, were on that, that team. Like, he really jumped out to me. The kid Pat Baldwin, terrific talent. Um, kid Peyton Watson going to UCLA. Terrific. There's a kid at Purdue, Jaden Ivory. He's going to be a sophomore. Yeah. This guy's got a motor, obviously well-coached, really, really good player. Um, those are like the main, I think, four. I'm forgetting, so that, that really just kind of jumped, jumped off the page. Not, they're all really good, but then there's a couple that you're like, wow, these guys get a chance to do this for a long time. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think a lot of people have Jaden Ivey circled as one of their, you know, breakout players. Do they- years and in college basketball so you know I think you know you definitely had a front, front row seat for that one you guys would love him he is a hungry scorer with a motor like he is constantly in, a, in a, an attack mode but he wants to be good he's had a good program obviously he's getting coached but he wants to be he wants to be really good he is I was I was like they send you clips on all the guys before you get there so like twenty seven guys, there's like three four minute clips on each of them. So I watched the clips and shared some notes with Coach Dixon because obviously we got a prior relationship coming into it. And then, um, uh, but seeing it, I was like, wow, he he like I thought he was like solid, to pretty good, but live really good. And then obviously the kid, the mid major kid was terrific from Louisiana Tech, yeah. uh, Ken Lofton. Yeah, he's got meat hooks for hands. Um, he makes layups. I, I don't care. Like people talk about shape, whatever kind of shape. The, the bigger he is, the more you can't move him. Yeah. I, I, they, stay, they shouldn't think about losing any weight on him. He's, you guys probably watch like the gold medal. He, that guy is a butt, a butt kicker all day long. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure if he, if he wasn't their leading scorer, he might have been their second leading scorer in the tournament. So, I mean, he, he played really, really well there. I think he put a lot of people uh, on notice. I a really smart player, too. Like, really smart, smart player. Yeah, there should be some schools in Texas that are asking how he got how he got out of there. There should be some staffs that are that are got to answer some questions. For sure, for sure. Um, one thing I want to ask you, Coach. I mean, obviously, I think the the big news this summer around college basketball is um, this NIL stuff um, and how these athletes are now able to, you know sign endorsement deals and make money. Um, you know, what have, what have your, your, your early thoughts been on that? Have, have, have any of your guys on your team been able to take advantage of that? And kind of what do you think that's going to do for college basketball going forward, you know, allowing these kids to, to at least begin to, you know, use their name, image, and likeness to, to make money? Yeah, it's, I think it's great. Um, we have had a couple guys get some stuff already, and then a couple more think they got 
something more substantial coming. Um, really appreciative. Our university hired the company Influencer to help with that. And our compliance guy, Terry Porter, has been educating our guys. So um, I think we're still learning about it, you know, with all the, you know, you're trying to make sure your guys understand the rules with like taxes or if they're in the cryptocurrency stuff or what the state rules are. So some of that's still unfolding. Um, I think I've learned more that's going to be through social media, not so much from more local and social media stuff um, than maybe uh, like Coca-Cola or something, you know what I mean? So, something like that. Uh, but I, yeah, I think, I think it's a great thing. And, and as a staff, we've tried to spend more time talking about, Hey, we're trying to improve Andrew Robinson's game. Uh, we're trying to provide support so him to have success as a, as a student. We're trying to change his body. And now we've got to help him with opportunities to, capitalize on his name image and likeness so we're trying to spend some time within the rules of how we can help these guys do that yeah. obviously we touched on nil but there's also a lot of stuff going on you know yeah a lot of guys in extra years back this media eligibility felt for college basketball you have that the the realignment of the big 12 with texas and oklahoma going to the sec i mean there's a lot going on in college basketball nowadays that, that you know it's going to potentially have you know, long-term impact, especially with the realignment. There's been talks about the, the, the super team, the super conference that might be might be forming at the power five level. I mean, just what are your thoughts about the overall state of college basketball, the things that are happening in it, and how you think, you know, these things are going to kind of affect mid-major basketball, you know, going forward? Yeah, great question. I mean, my AD has been talking about this for about four years. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, right, the one constant in life is change. You know, we, hopefully uh, – we, we stay committed to adapting towards that. Um, you know, I personally believe at the end of the day, people still, there's always going to be an NCAA tournament. People still want to see that first weekend, the upsets. That's what, that's what creates everything, you know? So I still think there's going to be, be that. I do think you're going to see conferences get bigger, even, even ours, um, whether we like it or not. I think everyone seems to think there's strength in numbers. You know, you guys play the strong mid-major league. So, you could make an argument instead of like the colonial playing 18 games. If we got up to 24, 26 games, the hardest part is finding some of those non-conference games anyhow, you know? So I, I think you could see things trend that way with larger conferences. Um, but you're right. There are a lot of change. I think some of that stuff's good with the extra year or helping out with educational expenses. Um, I think there's a lot of positives to that uh, as they, as they unfold, you know? Now, um, obviously, you know, like like Ace has mentioned, man. I mean, this this is gonna be an interesting year. You know, obviously, you know, Roy Williams at UNC retired. This is gonna be Coach K's last year. Um, a lot of things, like man, I feel like just the future of college basketball is changing. Obviously, you have the G League Ignite that's coming in. Um, how do you feel as far as like from a coaching standpoint, right? Obviously, you know, you're a head coach and you've been doing this for a long time. Um, do you feel like, you know, for guys that maybe have been coaching, you know, for past 20, 30 years in a different sort of era of college basketball, how do you think, you know, that kind of, how do you think these new changes and these new, this new era essentially that's, that's, you know, on the horizon now is going to affect, you know, I guess basketball or just coaches that maybe are not used to doing this in, in this new way? I think you've got to be open to change, right? I mean, it's like, you know, there's always, there's always a better way to coach, whether it's on or off the court. You know, I, I think for me coming out of uh, like this COVID year, 
I, I think, you know, what, what I've learned is obviously you need to win, right? That's what we all do this for. But the most impo- important thing or equally important, I guess no one wants you to say it's the most important thing, but is are the relationships that you get the chance to build with players, staff, or people you come across through recruiting and, and, and coaching. But th- those are things, like I talked to a guy coached at William Mary today, 20-something years ago now, and um, he wanted to know if I wanted to play golf Monday. I was, like, thrilled. Like, you know, like that. those are the things that I, I think mean the most. Don't get me wrong, I get a win, and, right, we're all going to try to kill each other for two hours. But but I do think the um, – you know, it's it's the the relationship piece is is, is the key. I, you know, the cha- I mean, college, I think college basketball still being a healthy spot. Um, you know, uh, obviously you got some guys uh, stepping down. A lot of those guys, I don't know, they made a lot of money for a lot of years. I don't know why they want to do it that. <laughs> I don't know why they want to do it that 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 long. Any anyhow, you know. Um, but but yeah, I uh, you know the other thing I'd say is I don't know how you guys feel, but. For me, because I was a Division three player and a Division three coach, Division two coach, um, coaching's coaching. I think you learn there are really good coaches at all levels, high school, AAU, NBA, Division one, two, and three, right? And there are some outstanding assistant coaches, too. A lot of this stuff I, is what level do you want to coach at? And then a lot of it's luck and timing. You know, for me, I know if I didn't get a chance to work at Pitt, I'd probably never get this, this type of opportunity, I, I you know, um, and I, I know there's a lot of guys I'm friends with that are division three coaches that are outstanding coaches, but they also like where they're at too. So I think sometimes people just get caught up on, well, coach K is doing this. Like, you know, I, I love the place I'm at, you know? Um, and I, I think you learn that the grass isn't necessarily greener somewhere else, right? We all have battles. We've got to fight with you guys are going to figure that out as you continue to build your brand what fits you guys, what, what different platforms and how do you want to do it? Um, but you want to have that passion for what you do. Now we talked earlier um, about your transfers. I want to touch briefly on the, on the freshman that you guys brought in as well. Yes. I'm turning on Tyler Gill from rally Tyler Coleman um, from Paul six and then uh, Rodier Hicks um, from Malvern prep. Uh, obviously, you know, those three are going to come into situation with, like you mentioned, um, Bunch of older guys. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on those guys from, from from the summer session? And you know, what are you looking forward out of them this season? Yeah, appreciate you saying that. You know, we got two freshmen back, Chris Bieku from Montreal. He's up to about two forty. He's got a chance to you know fit our mold up front. And then Derek Jones had a really good off season. Uh, who's a he's got a chance to be like a pretty good three and D player. And then the three true freshmen, Tyler Gills, an ultra fast point guard. Uh, Tyler Coleman um, is a guy that's been coached playing for takeover and Paul the sixth and really starting to change his body. And then of probably of all the freshmen as of today, Rodia Hicks has a chance to make the quickest impact. He, he's good. Um, he, you, you know, we really went after him because uh, you guys watch us play. Like we thought we needed a guy to guard Tyson Walker. <laughs> That's really. What, I, sw- I I'm serious because usually I haven't had a, I haven't had a lot of small point guys. We got two quick ones now, and Hicks and Gill. But I thought we needed a guy. I'm like this kid. We tried to recruit Walker Northeastern beat us on him, and I, I knew how good that kid was, you know. And I was like, so Hicks, like um, he's unbelievable on the ball defensively. We've never had a guy like him with consistent all the way up to court ball pressure. Now, what surprised us is how much better he is of a shooter and playmaker than we initially thought coming in. So he's going to 
a couple of those older guys are going to need to be on their toes because he's going to threaten them right away. Now, um, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that you brought up Tyson Walker because this is something that we, we touched on when you um, when we when, when we were at your game against Northeastern. And you said that he was a guy that, that could play anywhere in the country. Um, and it's crazy because you, you almost foreshadowed because obviously <laughs> he, he went on to go to uh, Michigan State. But for those who maybe haven't seen him play or aren't familiar with guys that are coming from a small school, how do you think he'll fit in um, at the Big Ten level next year? Um, you know, do you still believe he can play, you know, at, at any level? Do you think it'll be kind of an adjustment going into the league as the Big Ten? Or, you know, kind of what are your thoughts on, on him? You know, as much respect that I have for Billy Cohn in Northeast, and I paid for his plane ticket to, to get him out of the car. You know what I mean? I was I would have <laughs> get that get that guy out of here. Um, yeah, I think he'll be really good. I, I uh, remember, um, you know, first of all, we couldn't guard him the first night. He scored about 80 points. The second, the second night, we literally tried to hit him every play up the court. Uh, it's it's the only way you can. So that'll be the one adjustment I think the Big Ten is the. He's a competitive kid, so the physical style of play. But you know, I watched the North Carolina game. He had twenty points at a half. I mean, I think to his credit and the Northeastern's credit, he's a much better shooter than people thought when they were recruiting him. I mean, you you saw it. he. Not only does he have all the playmaking ability. But he can make shots. So, you know, I, there's good players everywhere, right? Um, is the grass greener for him leaving mid-major? I guess we'll fight. I, I don't know. You know, I, I think um, the one thing I've learned with this, with, with going, kind of going through it with Zane, and, and you, you know, we had talked about this. You know, I, I try to support because they think that if they think something's better for them somewhere else, then, you know, as long as they've handled their business, then we support them. And, if they were good enough and you want them back, you take them back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you can hold that against a guy, but do I think he's good enough? Yeah, I do. I don't know enough about like Andrew, their, their roster or how they plan on using them. Um, I I think talent wise, he's absolutely good enough. At Northeastern, I will say he had carte blanche. He's going to play 39 and a half minutes and have the ball in his hands. So, you know, uh, that, that's always a tough thing, right? Do you guys, do you, you you know, that's what guys got to, that's what guys got to figure out. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean, obviously, I think you know obviously the Michigan State's going to need him to come in there and score. Had a little bit of a down year last year with their guards, so I think I think he'll be able to come in there and make an impact. You know, for sure next year. Obviously, a lot of it's going to you know you know you know how well he does in practice and you know Izzo, uh, you know that relationship. But I I definitely think think that he'll, he'll be in for a big season. So um, obviously, Drew and I got were you know. Definitely witnessed that, that that game when he was when he was at Towson. So um, they're definitely looking well. The one thing the one thing that I I know I'm happy I don't have to play against them in the conference. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. I'm sure you weren't the only one. We took a poll of CA coaches. I'm sure a lot of the CA coaches would say the exact same thing. So probably I'm, a lot of guys, a lot of guys probably self, sent them a departing gift. You know what I mean? I'm sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Hey man, we, we definitely want to thank you for your time today, man. It's definitely been a, been a lot of fun having you on, man. And I definitely cannot wait to get over to Seacourt Arena this year with the fans, man, and catch catch a look at you guys. Hopefully, I'll be able to get get, get to a practice in the fall, you know, to, to, to get over there and get a look at you, you guys as well. But definitely want to thank you as always for coming on, man, and and, and speaking to us today. Well, I appreciate you guys. One, keep up the great work that you're doing, and two, classes start August 30th. That's when we start workouts. You're welcome anytime. We'd love to have you come up. For sure. 
we will definitely be, be in touch about that, man. And we'll wish you the best this season and in, in the offseason, and we'll definitely definitely be in touch going forward, Coach. All right, get that win tonight, man. On to the semis. Yes, sir. Coach, need it. Need it badly. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, guys. No problem. Thank you. All righty, guys. That was Towson head coach Pat Scary, man. Me, Drew, and Coach Scary go back a long way, man. Coach Scary, like we said, recruited Drew and I way back in high school, man. And, you know, me and Drew wanted to go there, man. But unfortunately, Coach Scary and them only had one scholarship for a wing. Drew and I wanted to go to school together, man. So we ended up going to Quinnipiac, you know what I'm saying? But obviously, Drew and I and Coach Scary have kept in contact over the years, man. Great guy, great coach, and always a pleasure to have him on, man. They're going to have a great year this year over at Towson, man. Those transfers are all going to have great seasons. Obviously, three of those guys averaged double figures at their previous stops. And Chase Parr is a guy that started multiple, multiple games in the A-10 at GW, man. So, you know, you add those guys with the returners that they have, Jason Gibson, Nick Timberlake, Charles Thompson, man, those guys are going to be really, really good this year. So make sure you guys go over to Seacore Arena and catch some Towson men's basketball games if you are in the area. If not, you know what I'm saying, make sure you stream those those games. A lot of CA games are on flow hoops, I'm pretty sure. But... Nonetheless, man, this has been another episode of the Auto Bid. I want to make sure I'm reminding you guys, as always, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, sharing, giving us a retweet or a like on social media. When you see this, man, tell a friend to tell a friend, man. We trust us. It does go a long way. Every like, every retweet, every share, um, every ring that you give us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you are getting this podcast from, it does indeed go a long way. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the auto bid, man. And make sure you guys are tuning in each and every week. Also, I want to make sure I'm reminding you guys to tap in with my guy, Pull Up Taze Music, man. He's the guy that does our intro and our outro. His new music video on the way for a single called I Need It. It's on the way. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. And also make sure you are streaming his newest project, Life Ain't Fair. He got some new work on the way. But in the meantime, make sure you guys are tapping in with all my man's music. But... Like I said, man, this is going to do it for this week's episode of The Auto Bid. I want to thank you guys for listening, man, and we're going to let my guy pull up Tay, take us out with some music. Until next time, folks. You beating on me? It's time to get a check, boy. You want a sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You beating on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot. I'm going to take the last shot. I'm drawing the clutch, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.